Is it a gun that sucks balls? I'm the farting demon in this relationship. <laughs> I'd be an awesome rich person. You're both just an embarrassment. God, I'm awesome today. We're talking Tom Hanks and his vehicle. Yeah, I had my finger in my mouth waiting for you to finish. You gotta get four balls or something? Like dick piercing? <laughs> no, you know damn well I'm fucking that demon. It's still sexy. How could I be close and not be right? Yeah, I'll just kill some random dude. His wishes. Hey, everyone, and welcome to Potty Time, the podcast where we three gamers discuss video game stories in detail with all the necessary and appropriate backlash. On one side of the table, we have Chump Slap. I never had a f- piece of fresh fruit until I was 21, and it was a lime. I still take the existence of peaches as hearsay. And on the other side of the table is Dr. Scientist. Hey, Broham, never tell crazy you were in it for the sex. And my name is Papa Scotch, and as I always say, it's not a distraction. The guy at the store said I'm the only guy he's ever seen pull it off. Mr. Andrews <laughs> asked how much it costs, and he said, it's illegal for you to ask me that. <laughs> Welcome to Potty Time. So this week, one little tiny piece for the correction crevice that really has nothing to do with anything we really talked about. I mentioned that last week when we were talking about the game from last week. <laughs> yep. Bullet Twitch. Bullet Twitch. Yes. Uh, we were talking. I mentioned I fell asleep during a movie, and I called it the British horror movie or the British movie, whatever. It's mm. actually an English haunting that put me to sleep. Mm. That's Sounds it. Sounds boring. Okay. <laughs> all right. That's it. That's all we got for the correction crevice. So let's move into our favorite segment. What are we playing? What are we watching? What are we doing? And let's start with you, Dr. Scientist. What's going on over there? Well, I uh, finished the game layer of the Clockwork God. How was it? It was good. I enjoyed it. Oh, yeah. Is it, it on was... sale in the indie sale now? Uh, I don't know. I look through and I always ignore the ones that say purchased because right. there's a lot, a lot on sale. I know. There's like a thousand games. Yeah, it's crazy. You definitely should buy uh, What Remains of Edith Finch because that's on there. Maybe I will. You won't. I'm <laughs> 95% sure I own that game. <laughs> I thought it, I think it was a PS Plus. It may have been. I think it is. Actually. Because I was looking at it and I was like, oh, I think it. Yeah, I, I, bought, like, I bought like $50 worth of games. Nice. That's like 45 games. <laughs> well, I think one of them was twelve bucks. Oh, oh. Mr. Moneybags over here. Big spender. Right? <laughs> and not including Hades, which I bought, but I didn't start yet. Ooh. Okay. Uh what did I what did I watch? I started watching Grimm again. I don't know if you remember that show. Fairy tale stuff. Yeah. No, I don't remember. I it. I never watched it, but I remember it. I remember it existing. Yeah. Yeah, he's like he's from a bloodline of people called Grimm's who can see what are called Vessen. They're like werewolves and witches and stuff. And they're, mm-hmm. It's it's okay. He's a cop. I mean, I enjoy it. I've watched it before. I know where it's going. So, Have you thought lately that you haven't seen Psych in a minute? Oh, I'm always watching that. Oh. I didn't think I needed saying. <laughs> it's All just right. always on. I actually just started it like two weeks ago <laughs> again. I'm at like season two, episode 12 of season one. That's so good. You're probably just talking to the TV, repeating line from line. Pretty much. <laughs> this is a good part, I say to myself. <laughs> so do you just rotate between that and I know you throw in It's Always Sunny in there, too. Mm. Yeah, uh, not as much as Psych. Uh, yeah, usually but... you watch Psych and then another show that you've seen, like Futurama, and then back to Psych. And then, and then It's Always Sunny and then back to Psych. I'm watching Psych and Grimm right now <laughs> as my background noises. Fair enough. What movies did I watch, did you say? I, I was thinking it. I uh, watched all three movies named Truth or Dare. Really? <laughs> That's cool. 
Oh, because okay. I remember someone said that one of them was good, and I didn't remember which one was good, so I watched all three of them. Were any of them good in your eyes? None of them are really good. <laughs> oh, no, I was lied to. Unless there's another movie out there called Truth or Dare. There probably is. The mo- the best one was the the newest one. The one from I think it was 2012. It was pretty bad. It was a guy's a guy invites these people up to a cabin, and then because his brother tried to commit suicide. And he blames those people and he makes them play truth or dare. Trying to find out who sent a thing to him and made his brother commit suicide. And hmm. they're locked in a cabin. Yeah. All right. Well, it's not the supernatural one. That I'm well, the other two are. Okay. The, other, the next one was they're playing at a house and they start a game of truth or dare. And they have to finish three rounds. Right, right. They do the first there, there's and they leave and then it starts happening to them outside. Like it's like truth or dare, truth or dare. <laughs> why don't you just say truth all the time? I don't know. I don't know why they didn't. <laughs> the next one at least explains why they didn't say truth all the time. The next truth or dare, which is the best one, okay. right. was like these people go to uh, like on spring break in Mexico, mm-hmm. and this guy's like, "Hey, let's go to this castle." Well, it's a mission, an old mission, and then they go there, and then he and tricks them into playing truth or dare, and he's like, "I'm sorry, you just got to keep saying truth or dare, and if you don't, you die." And then he leaves and then they're like, ha ha ha. And then they go back and they start seeing like weird, like the faces of people start changing and stuff and saying truth or dare. And it looks really weird and creepy. Interesting. And you can only do truth twice in a row. Oh, how long do you have to do it? It keeps going, cycling (laughs) between them in order until all of them are dead. (laughs) Dare, I guess. (laughs) Is this the one with uh, Lucy Hale in it? Yes, it is. She looked familiar, and I could not think of what I she was from. I'm trying to think if I've seen this movie or if I'm thinking of a different one. Because I know I've seen her in Scream 4, which, now that I think about it, that's an underrated movie. Never saw it. Scream 4? Yeah. It was uh, yeah. basically, uh, not that this ruins anything, really. I mean, the, the goddamn movie's over the decade old at this point. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, in Scream 4, it's all about the killer ends up being someone who's trying to be, like, internet famous. Oh yeah, okay. And that was like before that came out before the whole influencer culture thing, so it was a little ahead of its time. But everyone's like, "That's so dumb. People wouldn't kill people." <laughs> yeah, all right. All I've right. seen Bro House. <laughs> <laughs> True. I've seen Guns Akimbo. But if you're gonna watch a Truth or Dare movie, watch the 2018 version. I think that's from 2018 with Lucy Hale. All right, it's by I'll far the best, and I think I gave it five stars out of five. You heard it here, folks. <laughs> and. <laughs> And I watched this decent movie called Pontypool. I've seen that. that. That's great. I love that movie. Yeah, I thought it was a great movie. It was a nice twist on zombie, zombiness, I guess. Questioning the nature of zombiness. I love Is that the guy, he's like a radio DJ? Yeah, yeah, and the zombies get turned by words or something. Yeah, yeah. I enjoyed it. It was a good watch. And then he's like the whole movie... The whole movie, if you guys haven't heard, seen it, is takes place in the radio station. Yeah, mm. like as he's on air and the shit's developing, like people are calling in and there's like a report, like a weather guy out there. I think is there. Yeah, yeah. I like how they, uh, like when people start turning into zombies, they start saying really weird shit. Yeah, like it doesn't make sense, and they're just like talking normal to you. <laughs> I might have to watch that again. But that's all I did. What did you do, Papa Scotch? Would you play watch? Before we really get into it, I do have to say I'm on the road, so I'm sorry if my microphone and everything sounds like shit, but we're dealing with it. You always sound like shit. <laughs> Usually the content's the problem. This time, 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but we're getting through it. So this week, I, I didn't watch or play too terribly much. I only played one game or two games of zombies, maybe. I already unlocked the... Uh... <laughs> Fucking put it down. <laughs> Didn't last week you say you was done with it? Yeah. I said I was Other done until season five came out. And then season five yeah. came out a couple days later. So I also <laughs> unlocked the, the perk and I unlocked the uh, field upgrade. So I'm like, I, now there's nothing for me to do. Oh, <laughs> put it away. I haven't looked back. Well, see, I'm saying there's nothing for me to do and I don't want to play it anymore. And I want to move on to other games. So why did I buy the battle pass? Jump slap, why? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Why? I don't I don't know what's wrong with me anymore. <laughs> That's all right, man. It's an addiction. All right. Yeah. Other than that, I didn't go back to Village yet, but I will do that as soon as I get back. I want to go on the collectible run. Nice. Ooh. But Sounds good. I'll tell you what, man. Those games are fucking weird. Like, they're really weird. That's Isn't that the point? Yeah. Resident, there, there isn't a Resident Evil game that isn't weird. But usually, remember, like the first, we did the first two as a group, I believe, and those were yeah. like, uh, you know, start with zombies and end with underground labs and some kind of large bio monster. This goes like way off the deep end. Like they're just gross now to be gross. Oh, nice! And Good. the conspiracy from Umbrella seems to just be getting ever wider and more <laughs> ridiculous. I just don't understand how you have a world where there's a massive zombie outbreak that leads to them nuking a city essentially spoiler i guess for resident evil mm. and then at, that's only that was the three. end of the third <laughs> yeah. game that's there's like five more games <laughs> yeah it's a strange universe keep going so yeah that's uh that's what i played so now i'm gonna give you guys an update on the supernatural count oh nice oh. 26 more episodes to go guys oh you watch yeah. one episode no. No, he was at 30-something last oh, week. Oh, was he? I thought he was at 27. I was at 37. Oh, I watched wow. like nine last week. Jeez. You, you got, you're almost at the end of season 14. Yeah, I just finished episode 14 of season 14. <laughs> season 15 is short, I believe. It's another 20. It's 26 more, guys. <laughs> <laughs> That's, That's what I said. Dude, I've watched oh, 300. I think there's 348 or 328. I've watched over 300 episodes either way. That's insane. It's a decent show. I don't know if I feel good or bad about it. <laughs> I, re- I really don't. I don't That's know. That's fair. It, it's like, uh, at this point, I have to finish. I've come this far. Like, it, you have to just. Yeah. Now so, you have to. Um, other than that, I've watched some pretty quality uh, hotel television. A nice. Oh. Which included two movies that I haven't watched in a while. First one was Deadpool. That's okay. yeah, decent. Yeah, you know, it's it's fine. And then the other one I watched, which I hadn't seen in a long time, and always forget how good it is. Independence Day. It's fucking classic. <laughs> I remember seeing that in the theaters the day it came out. I remember seeing it in the theaters. Yeah, I the, just the one scene where the guy's like, "You knew about this. You had those aliens land in the desert in the fifties. And Bill Pullman's like, "Come on, that's bullshit." And then the other dude's like, "That's not entirely accurate." Gets me every yeah. time. My every favorite time. part is still, I'm fly, I'm pilot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And he's like, on a personal note, these guys abducted me 10 years ago, <laughs> and I've been looking for some payback. Yeah. Uh, oh, it's great. Classic movie. I, it's great. It, it, it was one of those where I turned it on. It was like one of their HBO 
variations. And I'm like, I'll leave this on until I, you know, find something better. Nope, watch the whole rest of the movie. Yeah, <laughs> might as well. I think I started watching it right before the aliens blew everything up. So I saw the destruction, the first destruction. Moment. That happens pretty early, too. Yeah. I kind of want to watch it all again. <laughs> and I know I've seen the second one. It's horrible. I remember it not being good. I must have like mentally blocked it out, so I didn't remember any of it. Yeah, I don't think I even made it through the whole thing. I know I did, but I remember being super bored, and I remember the, I, I, this is great podcasting where I'm talking about what I think I remember about a movie I didn't like. <laughs> <laughs> but I was like, I remember them like retconning a bunch of stuff that didn't make yeah, sense. You yeah. mean like the whole first movie? Yeah, like completely changed the events of the first movie or something. Like, I, whatever. I'll watch it again, and I'll, I'll report for next week. That's if. If all right, thank God. I get through all those supernatural episodes. You, no, we can't do that in a week. He so, could. I think you can. Excuse oh, me. Oh, he is in a hotel, bored as shit. <laughs> I'm sure there's cool stuff to do in Minnesota. I'm sure. Mm, I'm not so sure. I'm sure there's Every, all to the do. all the locals. I'm like, what do I, I? What's the most Minnesota thing I can do? And they're like, you got to go to the Mall of America. I'm like, all right, man, cool. And then I go and I went into the aquarium there. I saw a bunch of stuff. I walked to the entire thing. I'm like, all right, now what? And they're like, uh, go eat some cheese. Yeah, they're like, cheese curds. I'm like, well, that's kind of more Minnesota's thing, but I love cheese. I'll do that. Now what? And they're like, uh, if you like Ren Fairs, I'm like, get the fuck out of here. You're telling me there's not anything else? <laughs> <laughs> there's anything else to do besides Ren Fairs? I, I, I think this is a town that has a lot of delightful weirdos, and, and they're just not comfortable with outsiders yet. Being like, you want to get into some weird shit, go to this. I'll be like, that sounds awesome. You want a donkey show? <laughs> In Minnesota? Of all places? I mean, it's where Prince used to live. There had to be some awesome shit here, right? True. Right? I don't think Prince stayed there. Oh, he you did? get pancakes. All right. But yeah, anyway, that's all I did. So uh, how about you, Chump Slap? What are you playing, watching, doing? What's going on with you? Well, I'm glad you asked, because I'm sure these people are biting their nails, waiting. Yeah. <laughs> I downloaded Metro Exodus, because it was on sale for like 10 bucks. Oh. Yeah, I mean, I played it for 45 minutes and then crashed. Nice. So. Is that the second one? No, the second one's the Dying one, Light. I think, yeah. That's why I played the second one. I never played Exodus. Which one is 2033? Is that the first or the second? That's the first, first one. one. Yeah. Man, their names are too close. Or I'm just dumb. What They're not even remotely similar. <laughs> 2033. <Yeah. laughs> the Dying Light and Exodus. Yeah. That, I mean, it doesn't tell you where, it's, where they are in the series. but I mean, Exodus, I guess they get out from... The metro and they're fucking. Is it still in Russia? Yeah, they're trying to find uh, the base where all the military leaders went, mm. and they find a tr- they get a train. So I just got the train. I'm at like the first stop right now. Nice, nice. But it's a lot of shit to do. That's cool. I know. I was like, yeah, this kind of it kind of reminds me of like Fallouty, you know? Yeah. Post apocalypse. And now you have three games to talk about so far at the end of the year review. At least four. <laughs> I did download Super Liminal too because it's on sale for eleven bucks. I saw. I thought about it, but I'll let you know if it's any good. Right. What is, what's that game even about? Oh, it's like a perception puzzle game. Like, say you pick up a block and you like hold it in the air, and then you drop it, and it like drops on the floor like far away. It's like a really big block, you know. Oh, okay. I don't know how to explain it. No, it makes sense. It's kind of like, uh, what was that line game? It's a perception puzzle. Uh, there was another perception. Echochrome? Yeah, there it is. You got it. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, where you line up shit. And yeah, and you could yeah, walk yeah. up so, things. And, yeah. yeah, I don't know. It looks fun. I'm, I'm a fan of puzzle games and fuck it. Fuck it. So I watched a couple movies. Oh yeah. Yeah. You guys ever hear of Final Girls? <laughs> that a TV show? <laughs> no, it was a movie with uh, Middle Ditch, and I don't know anybody else. I don't know who that is. Uh, the guy oh, from Scott. Silicon Valley. Taste of Farmiga or whatever, how you pronounce your name? Yeah. Alan Ackerman. Oh, yeah. Melon Ackerman. Adam Devine. Oh, yeah. He's in it, too. <laughs> There's a lot of funny people, but it wasn't funny. <laughs> nice. <laughs> it's like they go into a horror, an 80s horror film is screening, and there's a fire in a theater. They cut through the screen. It's kind of like Last Action Hero. They go into the movie, and then, I don't know. No, that, that sounds all right. It sounds yeah, all right. that sounds awesome. Like, but I, it's not. <laughs> dude, that, that's always the yeah. worst when you hear, like, or you read a log line, or you see a trailer, and you're like, that looks awesome. And then you watch it, and it's real. It was bad. supposed to be a comedy, I guess. Maybe, like, a dramedy. I don't know. But it, was, it wasn't it was funny. I didn't laugh once. It's kind of upsetting, <clears throat> considering the cast. I did laugh once or twice at this movie called Jungle Cruise, you know, <laughs> The Rock's new movie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> nice segue. Well, fucking tell us about it. What's Jungle Cruise all about? It's about... Let me guess, a Jungle Cruise. Yeah. This lady wants to go down the Amazon. The Rock has a boat. I think it's the Amazon. Sure. I don't even fucking remember. I don't remember why she was going. Get it together, chump slap. Jesus. She, I didn't write anything down for this one because I thought I'd remember it and I don't. Who's the you, you thought you'd remember the basic plot of the movie? Who's the actress in it? She's oh uh, yeah, she, famous. She's, she's famous as hell too. Fuck. All right. Let me look it up quick. It's Emily Blunt. Who's the actress? Yes, oh, I'm okay. There Emily you Blunt, go. That's it. But they're just going down the river and then you find this I I don't want to ruin it for anybody who wants to watch it. Spoiler alert. No, there won't be one. <laughs> but you're saying The Rock's funny in it. Yeah, I love anything The Rock's in, dude. I'll watch it. Even Skyscraper? Or The Tooth Fairy? Yeah, I've seen both of them. <laughs> I've seen Skyscraper. Dude, have you really seen Tooth Fairy? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's terrible. I don't know, man. He's a hockey player. Which Yeah, you, know. you might dig it. I mean, it's The Rock. Fuck it. Fuck it. I got a plane ride. Let's take a chance. He was in Jumanji, right? Yeah. It's the only reason I watched those two movies. <laughs> those were fun. I think there were two. Yeah. Karen Gillian was in it. Yeah. And Jack Black. Yeah. <laughs> Take or leave him. Usually but, leave. Yeah. It was It was okay. So it gets, it gets a uh, chump slap thumbs up. For... It gets a chump slap meh. Hmm. But, I mean, if you're anything like me, you'll watch it because the rock's in it. So give it a look if you want. The man's catalog is fantastic. <laughs> so true. It speaks for itself. I also watched this movie called Incarnation, mm. where this guy wakes up on a bench and then gets assassinated by these four masked men. Sounds and sexy. Groundhog Day style, he keeps waking up on that bench. So it's like trying. boss level? Yeah, kind of. But he only does it like three or four times, and then he figures out the whole story, why he's there and how. Doesn't, it was okay, but then the ending is like, that's how he stopped it? That's dumb. 
It doesn't make any fucking sense. I bought a donut instead of a crawler, and it changed all the future. No, it was stupid. I don't know. But it wasn't... I wouldn't say stupid, but... Ridiculous? It was fun for the first... Not the last 10, 20 minutes. (laughs) All right? Let's just say that. So quit when you're halfway through it. I don't know what... I want to tell you when to quit, because that would just ruin it. But yeah, give it a look. Okay, incarnation. I think it comes from a... I think it comes from another country, too, so... Don't know which one. So stop asking. All right. Let's get to the fucking slapper of the week already. (laughs) 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 The Immaculate Conception of Little Dizzle. (laughs) Okay. Uh, See, I thought you guys would have heard of this one. (laughs) No. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Of course. I'm going to guess. I think that. Oh, go ahead. I'm saying it is uh, basically the sequel to Love and Basketball. <laughs> Ooh. That's pretty good. I'm going to say it's a Spike Lee version of The Life of Brian. I might watch that. <laughs> I would watch that movie. Yeah. <laughs> you guys aren't even fucking close. Is it about the immaculate conception of Little Dizzle? It is. Oh. Because. There's this group of janitors, and they work in this building that uh, has a like company that's trying to create these awesome cookies that heat in your mouth when you eat them. That sounds dangerous. Oh, wait. <laughs> <laughs> so these self-eating cookies, they're unknowingly put into like a trial. Like they keep leaving them out at night, so they steal them and eat them. Mm. And then they just try to watch what, see what happens. And it turns out these cookies... Get in your stomach and create a life form. They call it a semi-animate mound. Sounds sexy. And eventually, well, this life form secretes like LSD or something, and it makes you fucking trip out and go crazy. And then eventually, you shit it out, and it dies. That sounds all enjoyable. So wait, are the janitors the <laughs> unwilling test subjects or the janitors making the cookies? No, they're the unwilling test subjects. The people are... So gotcha. the cookies aren't actually supposed to be hot in your mouth. They're supposed to just... No, they're supposed to. Oh, they're, it's just a side effect, that thing? Yeah. They, okay. They name it some weird thing like exothermic, blah, blah, blah. Some science term. Yeah. And then when you eat them, they just like... Your saliva warms them up and it just like feels like a fresh baked cookie. Which sounded cool. <laughs> I love cooking stuff. In until until the, the forced insemination of a couple janitors. Uh-huh. Until... So it was Little Dizzle that got inseminated? Or was the thing called Little Dizzle? The guy... Where's Little Dizzle? All right. Is what the <laughs> one, of, wants to know. one of the janitors gives birth to this blue flopping fish thing. And he calls it Little Dizzle. <laughs> like that, he names it Little Dizzle, but it, it's not a viable... Life form, so it just that dies sounds eventually. like a bad thing to name your movie after. And I regret asking. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, it's an interesting movie. Go give it a look. I'll definitely say it's something. All right. Well, that was the immaculate conception of Little Dizzle. That is your slapper of the week. Slap. So let's go ahead and move on to our favorite segment, which is video game news slash stuff. <laughs> 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 
Uh, leading the way, the big news, the one no one saw coming, Skyrim is getting ported to PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X. Wow. It makes me sad and sick. I just, I mean, I that was a game I never would have played if it wasn't for Dr. Scientist basically berating me until I played it. That was a good game. It's a fantastic it game. Great. but I loved it. But I played it a decade ago. Like I, I'm, I'm I, ready. And I put over 200 hours into it. I know. Yeah, it's not I something don't, I want to play again. I'm kind of getting annoyed at all these remakes, except it's giving me time to play all the games I have in my backlog, which is now 35. Right. Yeah, that's a good point. That This this generation that just came out last November, which we're almost at a year now. I, I still mean, don't have a PlayStation 5. Yeah. I, you haven't bought a PlayStation 5 yet? And I'm like, you don't really... There's no need to. I have I have a list on my phone of games I'm going to buy when I buy a PlayStation 5, and so far it's Spider-Man and Ratchet and & Clank. Oh, yeah. Do you know Metro Exodus is PlayStation 5? I can also play it on 4. Yeah, but it's different on 5. <laughs> it's got ray tracing, dude. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, I know. I noticed a big difference. I, I tried playing Call of Duty Cold War on PlayStation 4, and it looked a little bit shittier, and the load times were a lot longer. Oh, fuck but, yeah. But it's a thing where if you don't have a PlayStation 5, you don't know what you're missing. You know what I mean? Like, this is just how it is. Yeah, and if you're playing multiplayer, you have to wait for the other people's load times anyway. So it, what the fuck? It's still on yeah. Amazon. The cheapest you can get a PlayStation 5 is $1,000. I, yeah, I can't believe that. Because they don't have new ones, so you have to yeah, buy. Yeah, yeah. There was also news that came out that they are... Uh, Coming out with a new model PlayStation Five soon? Get the fuck out! I'll buy a yeah. new one. You can have this old one. I'll just buy the. You new can one. have this old fucking year old. Piece <laughs> of shit. Yeah, barely used. Yeah, yeah, right. They also are fixing the. Uh, I don't know if you have. Do you have yours horizontally or vertically? Horizontal. Uh, mine's vertical, and it comes with that plastic stand thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And I don't know if you guys remember, but I, I tried to do the plastic stand. And I couldn't get it to fucking work until I read the instruction book. Yeah. There's like a hidden, a hidden screw in it somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I remember. Yes. And uh, yeah, now they're getting rid of that hidden screw. That was another piece of news that came out this week. All you right. still need the stand to put it. That's the new version without through. the hidden. That, yeah, that'd be great if that's the only thing different about the new model. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> different stand. But, and it's twice as much. Anyway, other news. NHL 22 has finally been announced. Oh, no, I didn't think it was Who's on the cover. Austin Matthews, again, for the second time in three years. All right. That's a little unfair. Everyone knew it was going to be announced and it was coming. But there was a 10-second teaser the night before that had the Rangers rink and Artemi Panarin. And they're like, oh, is he going to be on the cover? And the next day, Austin Matthews on the cover. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, I mean, it's got standard updates. It's going to use the uh, Frostbite engine for the first time, which is, if you care about that stuff, then you know. But... What the only get? thing that really has me jazzed for it is that players, I'm reading this statement, players that played on previous generation games will be able to transfer their hut team to the next generation. You'll Ooh, be able to think, protect 20 players and the coach with their progression to a next gen system. Yeah, isn't that one awesome. of the games that you just buy packs of cards, though? That's exactly what you do. You buy packs of cards every year. Yeah, so they'll just make new better packs anyway so yeah it doesn't matter i'm i guarantee because i have a team that's really good right now everyone's in the 90s which takes forever to get on yeah yeah and it, it's going to be nice to get a lot of those guys transferred over but at the same time i'm sure they're going to do some crap where it's like oh you transferred them over well you know now you just get those base cards and they're yeah. all 84s you know or whatever yeah exactly. it kind of defeats the whole purpose of it the 
the mode. Yeah, because then really why would does. you even play it if you have the best cards? Already? Yeah. I, I think that the mode would be a lot better if you were able to buy packs with less coins so you can get more packs. Or because if. Because it takes like five games to get enough yeah. cards. I was going to say, if they gave you bonus coins or something from playing the previous ones, like games used to do. Oh, yeah. You start up and you start with like a thousand coins. Yeah. Or, or whatever the currency yeah. is. I don't know. Yeah, I don't fucking know. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Uh, <laughs> other than that, the NHL 22 news, there's a, there's a fun video game story that came out. I don't know if you guys saw this, but in case anybody missed it, uh, somebody, the uh, we don't know who this seller was or who is the person that did this. Someone donated a sealed NES copy of The Legend of Zelda to a Goodwill. And then the Goodwill website, realizing they had something of value, sold it on their website at auction. Well, oh yeah, that's probably that's fair. And it ended up going for $411,278. So that beat out Mario again? Oh, no, dude. That Mario 64 was at 1.5 mil. Oh, okay. Phew. Yeah, me scared. Do you think they did it on purpose? Or they accidentally gave someone again? died and they just yeah. got rid of their house? Yeah, who knows? Maybe like it just, I don't know, give this box to Goodwill. I don't know what's in it. Yeah. At least, at least it wasn't a story of like some dude found this at a Goodwill and bought it for five bucks. Yeah, I hate those stories. Yeah, me too. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's nice to know that that money's going towards Goodwill. It's not going to. Well, I mean, I'd rather it was with me, but yeah, I'll take well, sh- sure. Sure, <laughs> but it's not. It's not going to some fucking auction company or some guy named Chaz who walked in there to buy Birkenstocks. <laughs> what the is that a reference to something I just don't know? Uh, no, it was just no, me it's trying just, to. It's pretty funny. <laughs> it was just me trying to be hipster. Chaz. Well, now it's time for some rumors. Oh. Rumor. Well, I just have the one, and it's a sports game. <laughs> like, it, dude, I'm, I'm sorry. This this week was very thin on news. That's so I'm fair. Doing my best. And he had a lot of time to look. Yeah. I did. I really did. I spent like two hours digging for news. <laughs> Usually news just falls into my lap, and I, I have like seven things I can pick, and I pick a couple good ones. This was a tough week. But anyway, so it looks like the rumor is that the EA Sports NCAA football game that's coming out is not going to happen until July 2023. (laughs) The reason this is is because uh, a guy by the name of Matt Brown from a website called Extra Points uh, leaked a document that said that there's going to be a four-year term to use the licenses of the NCAA football teams between 2023 and 2027. Uh, So they have to wait for it to start. Yeah, they have to wait. Like that's when they signed the license, the agreement for, so they can use the teams for those four years. Oh, okay. Whatever. So that's why they're assuming it's not going to come in <laughs> yeah. two more years. And this is only a rumor. <laughs> I, well, I said it was thin. I said it was a thin week. <laughs> so the rumor is it's coming out July twenty twenty three. For all we know, it may not happen until twenty twenty four. Oh my god, it might be twenty twenty two. No, because the thing doesn't start before then. I don't believe that. That's the rumor part. Mm. There's a joke in here about reskinning the Madden game for NCAA, but I'm not gonna go dig into that. I don't know what that it doesn't means. sound very funny. Well, that's what they used to do—just basically make the same fucking game as Madden. Yeah, just take out the name. I mean, it's fucking football. Yeah, exactly. Like, how much does it change? They change the playbook a little, and boom, it's over. Yeah. Change some some jerseys. Whatever. Randomize the players. Boom. Yeah. Add a exactly. I don't know how many. How many FBS schools are there? 120? 115, I think, somewhere around there. 120, yeah. Yeah, something around there. So add, I don't know, 300% more teams. I don't know how math works. I think that's right. That sounds perfectly fine. 
on the, yeah, that's fine. We're going to go with that. I'm not checking it. <laughs> Good. Who cares? Uh, but that does it for video game news slash stuff. All right, so how about we get into the game, guys? How does that sound? Oh, dude, I've heard so much about this game. People love it. Yeah. I think we've uh, done it before. You've never heard anything from me about it, though, right? No, Not this one. No, something about the sequel, but... It's kid, though. Well, this is the game where we ask the question, can a game accurately predict the future by only replacing a covert civilian defense force with military cosplayers? <laughs> <laughs> that game is Tom Clancy's The Division. Woo. It was released March 8, 2016. The number one song in the country was Work. By Rihanna, Rihanna featuring Drake. Rihanna, wow. Rihanna featuring Drake. That was a number decent one song. movie. Zootopia. Ooh, classic. Yeah. <laughs> Six years ago, five years ago. And everyone knows the most popular baby names at the time were Noah and Olivia. I hate all those people. I ran out of fucking historical pricing, so I yeah. baby names. I'll come up with some. I'll. I'm working on it. I'm working. On it. <laughs> Uh, it was released for PC, PlayStation 4, and the Xbox. Role-playing third-person looter shooter with clown armor, and it is written by Tom Abernathy, who also wrote "Destroy All Humans" and "Halo Reach." <laughs> what a wide range! <laughs> it's, yeah, it's interesting. And he also written by John Bjorling and Peter Blauner, who Peter Blauner also wrote a bunch of episodes of Blue Bloods and Law and Order SVU. Interesting group of writers on this one. Yeah, yeah right? Sounds like it would have been better than it was. <laughs> oh, shit. Snap. Pew, pew. That shot's fired. They had that That's many it. writers on this? Three of them, I guess. For each mission and shit, probably, yeah. There was a lot of, uh, you know, journal entries and intel and stuff to find. Yeah, yeah. Oh, was there? That uh, a lot of the journal entries and intel and audio files and stuff explained the lore of this game a lot more in detail. But uh, we didn't get any of that in the cutscene video. No. No. But you can explain it to us because you're an expert. Yeah. Well, thanks. Well, we start the game with an intense intro, which, you know, I got to say, the first time I fired this game up, the intro got me. It looked pretty rad. Yeah, I was hooked. It was uh, showing a Black Friday that leads into panic and mass hysteria caused by a viral epidemic. Mm-hmm. Totally different than the one we're living through right now. Well, we're living through a pandemic. This was an epidemic. Fair enough. What's the difference, Dr. Scientist? The range of it. Yeah, this was New York. Yeah. Pandemics are worldwide. Ergo the prefix pan. Yeah. The flute playing Seder. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. <laughs> <laughs> The breakout happens on Black Friday, which we would later find out from uh, banknotes that were passed around. And uh, the city, you know, people started dying. Hysteria happened. And then this prompted the start of the JTF, the Joint Task Force. <laughs> what, a, what a creative name and acronym. Joint. I know. It was called that because it involved New York City police, firefighters, National Guard, and basically civilian volunteers. They were all trying to basically stop the violence and stop the spread of the disease. With this, within New York, the division agents were activated. So, this is my first question. Sure. Is the division like um, sleeper cells? Sort of. 
It's like the National Guard reserves. What I always thought it was, and I'm sure there's real lore <clears throat> about how this was, but it was like people who were military or retired who were kind of like a backup National Guard almost. You know, they only got activated when stuff went really bad. Yeah, that's what I assumed. So, it, and they were basically civilian soldiers. They weren't like active duty military. It was just when your watch went off, it's time to report. But they're ba- the division agents, the, the, the definition we got here, they're a hidden civilian army that is activated as a last line of defense. Apparently, they're a bunch of armies of one. Yeah, apparently. Pretty much. Although the, the first wave was activated, they went in to assist the JTF in stopping the violence in the city and basically keeping everyone within New York to try and contain the epidemic. Mm-hmm. Eventually, the JTF, the remaining civilian population, basically everybody abandoned New York. Well, we know this would be ridiculous because half the people would have stayed there saying it's a right and freedoms. And got exactly. shot. Yeah. And then would have went licking money to prove people wrong. <laughs> and then put that on their YouTube channel. Yeah. I don't know. This was a pretty serious one. <laughs> this was the green poison, dude. <laughs> I guess what they, the way they explain it in the game is that it is a virus that can pass and uh, move on to somebody else without fully incubating in the person. Mm-hmm. Mm, I'd like to see how they Which do that. I don't know enough about epidemiology to know if that's even fucking possible. I don't think it is. I think it is. <laughs> I don't know. All right. Let's argue about it. Let's get in each other's faces. Well, they have 3D printers that print up viruses, motherfucker. Come on. It's true I, they do. Do you think there's 3D printers that are that accurate that can print up viruses? You think this isn't a true story? Yeah. This all happened in Mexico. They just readapted yeah. it. Yeah. Santa Cruz. Isn't this what fucking Home Alone 2 was about? <laughs> Mostly that and the pigeon lady. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I also think this is the second week in our... No, second out of three weeks we referenced Home Alone 2. <laughs> for some reason. Fucking Christmas movie. Anyway, so uh, I, I called. I mentioned briefly that the game does clown armor. And yeah. What I mean by that is whatever armor you get that has better stats is immediately applied. There's no like theme at all. It's just you end up looking like a ridiculous smattering of different colors. Which is exactly what you'd expect from a high, highly trained civilian secret force. Yeah, you take the best stuff. Exactly. Except for, don't you want to like have some element of camouflage? You know what I mean? Yeah, and I'd imagine like... No, there's so much cover. (laughs) (laughs) There are empty or, you know, turned over vehicles left and right. Yeah. You start this game as being activated for wave two of the division. Ooh. So wave one was left behind, failed. They're assumed dead. I I don't know how many agents were supposedly in in wave one or two. It's supposed to be a a reason for you to be like a one-man army, essentially. Yeah, because I think the second wave has like two agents well no there's a helicopter that shows up with a bunch of them but oh yeah 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 so you start the game in brooklyn you lock down a local precinct and then i always thought this was strange in the game because you then leave brooklyn to go to manhattan but you never come back to brooklyn at all (laughs) so it's like they rendered three square blocks of brooklyn to have it in the game and you never went back yeah wasn't like brooklyn like the training grounds figure it out like a tutorial, and then you cross a bridge, and you're like, boom. So you you meet your first check, you get to your floor, your first checkpoint, and you meet uh, another agent that you're gonna get to know a lot, Fei Lao, and she's kind of like your boss, giving orders. 
Mm-hmm. I guess. So there's an hierarchy to the division. Yes. Is there? I don't know. I I think there are. You played the game. There is because the higher ups were on the helicopter that was coming down. Yeah. Well, it's it about to come down. Yeah. They say it a couple times. Right. This is the this is the moment we're referring to. You are about to get on chopper to fly into New York City, and it gets blown up with a whole bunch of division agents. <laughs> so it's it's essentially you and Faye. And that's it. Yeah, it, she's completely fucked up, like missing an eye, and you're like, no scratches on you. <laughs> you yeah. No scratches. Her leg is jacked up, so she can't do anything, and she lost an eye. <laughs> Which, I guess, is the game's way of saying, you know, giving her a reason to sit at home base, really. Yeah. And run that shit. That happens a couple times. It's like, oh, I'd love to go out and help you, but, you know, yeah. fucking twist my, my ankle, leg. Man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, I, got, I woke up, like, a little bit gassy. <laughs> on this one. I don't want to give us you away. You do it yourself. <laughs> I, I also want to say before we get too deep into it that I think we may be getting a full bingo out of this game. <laughs> like, there's a lot of them. I think you're game. right. We already got the helicopter blown up. Exactly. We yeah. already have a helicopter explosion. That it's leads true. us, you know, uh, I don't know exactly how to articulate this, but the helicopter explosion that leads to a cutscene that leads to you being in a different area. Yeah. We've seen it a billion times. Mm-hmm. All kinds of games. So... After the Halo explosion, you basically, you know, you're in and out of consciousness. A medic chopper gets you, takes you to NYC, and dumps you and Faye off. And I guess you can walk now and you're fine. Mm-hmm. That's another bingo place. Pass out and wake up somewhere else. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. And uh, the two of you come in at Camp Hudson, which was like an evacuation point, but has since been overrun. It's your base for now. But the whole point of this game, the whole thing we're getting to is you are trying to restore order. The virus has, they they keep talking as if the virus is just in New York or it's run its course. Mm -hmm. Later we find out that's not the case. But for now, the point is to restore the city and just get power back and get shit under control Mm -hmm. for Christ's sake. Because there's civilians still like locked in their houses and shit, right? Yeah, there's still a bunch of civilians around. Uh, a lot of people have died from the pa- epidemic. I keep wanting to say pandemic, mm-hmm. which I guess technically is later in the story. But the first thing you have to do is you have to escort some JTF soldiers through the city because they've basically been left there. There's little to no organization, and they're just trying to do what they can, really. Right. Mm-hmm. So you lead them through the city, and you establish the new base at the James Farley Post Office in Manhattan. And this is a real building. It's your your main base of operations throughout the entire rest of this game. Right. Name drop. <laughs> exactly. Is it? So your your whole the whole then the game starts to unravel. You have different districts. They're separated by level. The idea is to go and rescue key people, clear them out, get more staff, so you can start running a real base, get more resources, yada yada yada. Yeah. So by saving New York, you you build up your base. But this is also where Faye starts giving orders because she's fucked up and can't really do anything else. Exactly. First mission, you go across the street and you clear out Madison Square Garden. And you fight your way through and save Dr. Jessica Candle. Mm -hmm. Because she's Um, a virologist. Yeah, she's like the last... I also don't like her character at all. Yeah, she annoyed me. She's like, oh, I could do this all myself, but you know, we gotta fucking let these other people. You're just scared of a powerful woman. I don't think so, because Faye's fucking hot. Yeah, dog. (laughs) (laughs) No, she definitely has an ego problem, Candle. Yeah. Yeah, just one of those people that, I mean, 
she's a fictional character, but she's one of those people where she's extremely smart and is always the smartest person in the room and knows it, mm-hmm. and just doesn't really have time for anybody that can't speak on her level. Anyway, um, actually, it's convenient that she's the doctor that you find right away. Yeah. I know, right? The most important part person was across the street. Yeah. <laughs> so you get into you, you rescue her, you bring her back to the base, and she opens up the infirmary, and her whole deal is to start investigating, start trying to figure out where the virus came from and maybe try to make a cure or at least something to slow it down. Mm-hmm. All by herself. She's good at Without it. Without resources. She's the best. Yeah, and little to no data. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she does get some intel that a guy by the name of Charlie Amherst may have created the virus. Ooh, Chucky Am. <laughs> so that's a start to it. We're going to hear more about Chucky Am All right. uh, later on. And then the next person you go to save is a guy by the name of Captain Benitez, who's in the Lincoln Tunnel. Mm-hmm. Uh, you you fight through, you kill a bunch of dudes, you get him back. Uh, you're you're mostly fighting three different factions within this game. There's the Rikers, which are played as this is also pretty fucked up, but the Rikers are played as uh, escaped convicts who are now free, and their first order of business isn't to see their family. Or to basically leave Manhattan, it's to start a gang, which is kind of fucked up. Yeah, it totally makes sense. <laughs> oh, it gets worse because then you have the cleaners. <laughs> yeah. Who are the firefighters. They were police. They were the people that helped build the wall around New York to stop people from going in or out. And they felt like they were doing a huge like service to the community, and then everybody abandoned them behind the wall. So their their immediate reaction was, you know what? No one's going to let us out until the virus is gone. Kill. So let's start let's a gang. All virus. Murder everybody. If everyone's dead, there's no virus. Right? So true. So that's where they come in. And then there's also the LMB, the Last Man Battalion, which started off as uh, private military contractors. Another bingo board. <laughs> Boom. Uh, they were protecting rich people's money. Uh, and then they got left there as well. They got bitter about it and start, decided to start a gang. Right on. And that's paraphrasing, but those are the three groups you're going to fight with. Basically, you're running around as a person who can kill whomever they want because the element of surprise is very important in this game. So you just sneak up on people and murder them in the street. And is it that they're horrible gang members or desperate people trying to survive? They're horrible gang members. Poor K-Dose. Right. <laughs> yeah. I mean... If if your first response to a little bit of hardship is, hey, let's start a gang, I don't think you're really caring about the yeah. surviving part. <laughs> How many first responders just were like, first responders, we're going to fucking kill everybody yeah. now. That's the last gauze pad I put on somebody. <laughs> yeah. Give me a gun. Yeah. so weird. Yeah. But I guess if we're going to buy that, we got to buy it to, to move on here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, we buy a lot of worse stuff. Yeah. Fair. That's true. So basically, Benitez is uh, skeptical that the division can do any of this shit. But after you rescue him and bring him back, so he's like your another person at the base that's giving you missions. Is the division like a popularly known thing? That's a great question because my my understanding was that it was completely secret. Yeah, you said hidden before, so yeah, <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was secret. Yeah. So then all the, now everyone knows about them because they got activated for this, maybe. Yeah, but maybe. Th- all right. Yeah, because they know about the first crew that came in. They're like, oh, those guys? Bunch of those guys that pushovers. Didn't do yeah. Yeah. <laughs> got murdered immediately? Yeah, they didn't do much. So anyway, the next uh, 
next mission is to go and get a guy by the name of Rhodes, who I'm pretty sure is Chomp Slap's favorite character. I'm not going to lie. I fell asleep like five times during this part and I had to rewind and start it over. What are you talking about? You had to secure the power. (laughs) Right? Rhodes is apparently the last remaining person in New York that knows how a power grid works. Yeah. Yeah. And here's your next bingo spot, too. Uh, it's one of those where you got to, turn- well, there's several bingo spots. Yeah. You got to turn yeah, the power back is. on. Like, no, just in this section, you got to turn the power back on. You have to protect mm-hmm. Rhodes as he turns the power back on. <laughs> yep. And then when you finally get the power back on, you send him back to the base so he can get shit online from there. Because mm-hmm. that's, Which I suppose isn't as much of a bingo board spot, but you got two bingo board spots right now. Yeah. Yeah, Rhodes is cool. I mean, fucking fuck everybody, right? Yeah, he's a hardcore New Yorker. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, then the next mission, you go to the Hudson Rails area. Uh, I will say, I do remember playing this, and I thought the game was a really neat approximation of New York. Like, it wasn't one for one, obviously. It was scaled down. Yeah. But it had a lot of the famous landmarks that could it could use without using naming rights. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, it looked great. It really did. I just wish the, the big... Uh, complaint i had about it is that while you have this big beautiful rendered city there's so few buildings you can actually go in yeah that was one of those that's the way it always is though i know it's a bummer but anyway you're off to the hudson rails area to get some blood samples for the doctor because for dr candle because this is where uh one of the early outbreaks happened and since the virus is heavily adaptable and is mutated the the plan then becomes going from the Hudson Rails area, going to Abel's department store. <laughs> yeah, find some of the original $20 bills that yeah. had this shit on it. Yeah, because I guess during the, the beginning days of the epidemic, they trace back all these banknotes to this Abel's department. It's like, I don't know, Macy's or fucking Nordstrom or one of those big New York. JC Penny. <laughs> whatever. Those stores. Yeah, I gotcha. But still, how are you supposed to find an original $20 bill that it was on? Like... It's like a needle in a haystack, she says yeah. herself. But he's a fucking division dude, so gets it done. I I thought the whole point was to get them out to the Yeah, so why would there be any there? Yeah. And why would you use $20 bills if they're giving change? Yeah. You'd use ones or... I would think so. Right? And give them well, a bank. Ones and fives would do it, right? Yeah. Stupid. I know, he's, they have no idea how to spread it. Yeah. yeah. Idiots. Turns out it's easier than you think. <laughs> <laughs> just tell people their rights are being violated, and they'll just spread it themselves. Yeah. <laughs> tell them Bill Gates put a microchip in it. Yeah, man. Come on. The fucking Democrats don't want you out there spitting in each other's mouths. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful. Any hoodles. So you get through Abel's, and you actually surprisingly find one of the contaminated bills. Amazing, yeah. It's probably on a trampled body. <laughs> probably, I would have. Black Friday, it, yeah. <laughs> yeah. This person's been dead since Black Friday. Well, I mean, for it to still be there, you'd think this virus would act fairly quickly. Yeah, I don't know specifically when the game takes place, but it's definitely around Christmas because you see a bunch of Christmas decorations everywhere. Well, that could just be because that's when the world yeah, but... stopped. <laughs> you know, it could be fucking three months later. <clears throat> but it started on Black Friday. Yeah. And it's still winter, so it's not true, past like true. March. 
you uh, and I will say too, the division two takes place in the summer, which I assume is the summer after this. I could also be wrong about that. It could be three years later. Yeah, who knows? But you know, don't worry, we'll get to that. <laughs> so you get the sample, you send it back to the doctor. The doctor uh, does a bunch of tests and finds out for sure that the virus is absolutely man-made. Obviously, yeah, it's easy to find out. I mean, by yourself in a makeshift lab. But the fun thing that they found out is that the virus is a combination of a bunch of other deadly diseases. Oh, like smallpox? Genius. <laughs> it has, I guess the, the whole thing was it was a smallpox base because smallpox was highly infectious. Yeah, and then just glued stuff onto yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. It's like a, a missile with shit tape to it. It's pretty great. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty, it makes sense. <laughs> Absolutely. Scientifically sound. To the layman like myself, I'm like, well, that makes sense. <laughs> I don't know how viruses actually work. I live through a pandemic and don't really still know how viruses work. So the next step then is you're going after the cleaners. You need to clean out the city, <coughs> and you're going to take them out at their headquarters, which is at a construction site. How and the big ridiculous. The big point of this is to make sure they can't make napalm anymore. <laughs> yeah, they're using. They want to napalm the whole city, right? Well, that would get rid of the virus. Yeah. Genius. Oh, yeah. Like, when you're running through the city and shooting these guys, they are very much into, like, the religion of fire and cleansing. Uh, yeah, because... They are ex-firemen. Yeah, yeah. That's what I think. Like, the ex-firemen and ambulance guys set up a base at a construction site where they make napalm. Yeah. Here's a fire. <laughs> this all happened in a couple of months at most. It's crazy. Anyway, you fight <laughs> you, kill, you kill their big boss, Joe Farrow. Oh, yeah. And then the next thing, Road sends you to Times Square in order to put Times Square in this game. No, I'm kidding. You Probably. Go, you go there to set, to uh, fire up a Transformer. To yeah, more electrical more problems. Yeah. yeah. And uh, it's also, they said it's also to increase morale. It's to like make New York feel a little bit more. To like put some of those Christmas lights on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then you end up fixing the entire power grid by throwing a switch. I guess that's how power works. Sure. As far as I know, that's how my lights work. <laughs> you have a gunfight in Times Square, and then Times Square is back. That's Ooh, yeah. A lot of this is just going somewhere, killing everyone, maybe flipping a switch, and then next mission. Or saving someone. You're either flipping a switch or sending someone back to base. You're killing a whole bunch of people. Yeah. Well, that's it. Yeah, a lot of people. Do. You've got a higher body do. count than the virus does. For real. Yeah, dude, you're like your own gang. Like, you've murdered way more people than any of these gangs combined. Yeah. Uh, and so the next stop is they they still believe that Amherst was involved so that you go to his apartment and try to find some information here, and you end up finding a whole mm-hmm. bunch of his notes regarding the virus. Which is just lazy on his part. Yeah, it's it's just smallpox, but with a faster incubation and a higher infection rate. Wow. Aren't... Never mind, I'm not going to get into that. I bet Candle knew that. Well, I was going to say, aren't a lot of people already immune to smallpox? Yeah. That kind of makes this... But I, we're not going to get into the gen- new, genetic engineering experts. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's I, different yeah, because I believe we've all been inoculated for that when we were, like, children. Yeah. Right? Not my son. <laughs> <laughs> I wish you could see what I was seeing, because right outside my hotel room window is a tree and a Flying American flag. <laughs> Perfect. That's, I just noticed it now. I looked up and saw it waving. Like, that's amazing. Anyway. So you uh, 
you find as you're looking for this, you find a signal from a first wave division agent. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you go and you're like, well, what's going on here? Let's see if they're alive. Maybe they are. I don't know. And you go to the police academy to check it out. Turns out it's a goddamn ambush. <gasps> of course it is. And this is coming. where the story pivots a little because oh, yeah? we find out that the first that a group of the first wave agents defected. Yeah, which makes it seem like there were a lot more first wave. Yeah. Which uh is probably the most believable part so far. Yeah. It was like the same thing as the cleaners. They got left there and they're like, Well, those guys are jerks. Let's kill everyone. <laughs> yeah, again, if this is still how long were they left there? <laughs> like, fuck. This happened in three days. Dude, he hasn't from, called in two days. <laughs> That's a good point. Uh, a lot of people getting really desperate and murdery in very short amount. Yeah. Of time. yeah, man. So you head to the Warren Gate power plant, which the Rikers have taken over, and it's the last power plant in Manhattan. So you clear it out and murder one and secure the power plant. That's pretty much it. Booyah. Then you head to the Lexington Event Center to help out Benitez and his people, uh, and you take out the Rikers leadership. I don't know if there really is a Lexington Event Center or if that's supposed to be something else. Oh, I don't know. I I believed it. All right. So then you you kill the Ray Bennett, and she had a wild hype video that you found. (laughs) It was so bad. How was anyone hyped for that? I don't know, but it's it's her saying, we got to take the city back. I'm paraphrasing, but that's pretty much it. And uh, yeah. got really murdered. Didn't she just, like cut some guy's throat in the middle of the room? Yeah. She's like, this is just a scar. <laughs> this is just blood. This is death. Who? I don't know who watches that or who's in the room and is like, yeah, man, I'm in. Oh, I'm with, I'm with the, her all the way. I don't know. The way, the way the world's been the past two years, I could believe anything anymore. Yeah, true. She, maybe she had a lot of followers. Yeah. Well, that's one thing we learned. If you say it with enough confidence, just, it's, everyone will just believe you. Yeah, yeah it's true. So then you find some intel with calls between the JTF leadership, uh, Captain, or I believe Lieutenant Colonel Charles Bliss, and a guy by the name of Aaron Keener. Mm-hmm. Uh, Aaron Keener was a agent from the first wave. And this is, I think, think this is hilarious because we're three quarters of the way through the game at this point, and we're just now finding out who the villain of the story is. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Which was an interesting move, but basically... Colonel Charles Bliss, Lieutenant Colonel Charles Bliss, is pissed that they got abandoned, and he's fine with killing anyone who doesn't take his side, and this is where I believe the LMB is. Like, isn't Lieutenant Charles Bliss the LMB commander? He's the commander, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I thought so. I don't know why I didn't write that down. But anyway, you get back to the base, and there's a lot of back padding, like, hey, man, we're doing really great. It's almost New York again, you know? I th- Did you just play a part from the game? Yeah. <laughs> My buddy's thinking open his bagel shop back up. It's going to be great. He's actually talking about reopening. <laughs> <laughs> so, Bentley. No masks in, in this store. I guess I have in my repertoire. <laughs> oh, good stuff. To a Bentley New Yorker. <laughs> oh, man. That's, that's too much to push on him right now. Ooh. I got, I got to work on it. I'll, I'll come right. back next time. All right, all right, all right. All right. Well, the New York Bentley. It won't just be Bentley's voice asking for, you know, a slice or something. I'll, I'll come up with something. <laughs> uh, so you go off next to Grand Central Station to take out the LMB, the last man battalion. 
you do that, you kill a bunch of them, and then the next move is to go to the Russian consulate to find a Russian immunologist named Cherchenko. Vitaly. Another main character that just showed up. Uh, he supposedly has a bunch of information about creating a cure to the virus. So you go there, the Russian embassy, the, you, you, you clear a bunch of enemies, and he's hidden in a safe room. So you're trying to talk to him. All the way, by the way, another bingo board, silent protagonist. You don't say a goddamn mm-hmm. word in this game. Oh, true, true. So you patch through Jessica Candle, and she's like, hey, I remember you. I saw you at a conference. Like, I'm a doctor. We're here to help. Let's figure out a cure. And he's like, all right, fine. Hold on. And then an explosion happens. Oh. Turns out Keener blew a goddamn hole in the wall of the safe room and stole him. What a fucking safe room. Yeah. (laughs) Well, if you put explosives on the stairwell behind it, it's basically like (laughs) a hard marshmallow. Really, you come right through. Well, the back wall is made of paper mache. (laughs) (laughs) It's balsa wood, mostly. So you just do a good kick to take it right down. How'd they even know it was there? <laughs> That's a great question. Like, did he just see the area and be like, I bet the wall behind it we can blow up? Yeah. Well, he couldn't get in that way, yeah. I can't get through this bookcase. <laughs> <laughs> Could be any one of these books. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, you, you uh, Keener escapes with Cherchenko, and you're trying to get to him, but you have to fight and kill a guy by the name of Hornet, which is one of Keener's guys. Oh, yeah. And uh, what's really funny about this is, oh, shit, he got away. Uh, I don't know what we're going to do. And then the doctor's like, ah, we don't really need that Russian guy. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's fine. Well, she got the info. Or not yeah, yet. Yeah, she got the info. No, she did get the info. She's like, yeah, I'm, I'm good. We don't, good. We don't need the rest of it. Yeah. Well, she's like, I don't know. Oh, we don't need him yet. Maybe. Maybe, yeah. We don't know. They add to help him. Make sure he doesn't die, I guess. <laughs> yeah. And then you uh, go back to base and Candle says she has a roadmap for a vaccine. And she goes through the creation of the virus. Apparently, it was pretty easy. You just put a bunch of shit in a computer. You send it to the fucking protein printer accelerator thing. And then, boom, you got a virus. Mm, That's the, how easy it is to do. Yeah, man. The virus printer 3000. Well, you buy that shit, it puts it on a list. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. I lost you guys on the feed for a second, and I came back to just that. so you go to the grand assembly building to take out bliss uh keener takes the russian and fucks off bliss is pissed off so he decides to be the real hero and run away on a helicopter (laughs) genius you end up shooting his ass down and that's like the final boss in the game this yeah that that, that bothered me me off why didn't he fly away when he was almost dead i know he's like oh i'll just keep flying in circles around the guy (laughs) shooting at me instead of flying trying to kill him God, he almost got me. What the fuck? I also don't get how they're trying to get in a helicopter to leave the city. Why didn't they just do that in the beginning? They're so pissed that they were left there by their government. They could have just flown somewhere. Yeah. yeah, I didn't even think of that. And he could have landed on a goddamn backyard on Long Island and at least had a way out. Like, No, they're just like, yeah, whatever. I can't believe they left us. Anyway, let's shoot everybody. Well, these helicopters can't go yeah. outside of the bubble. <laughs> so... You get back to base. Fei Lao says that Keener, Keener is still out there with Cherchenko, and no one has any idea where Amherst is. Mm-hmm. Like he has, he has all these cryptic things about nature happening, and if I die, whatever I die, that's how nature should be. But no one has a body. No one knows where he is. But there is hope. The city is getting back to normal. 
Now you get a new Shade Tech beacon message. <laughs> but the Shade Tech is the the technology they use. I, I know, oh, I know. Oh, obviously, it's like it's like an it's an upgrade thing. Got it. You get you get Shade Tech to upgrade your ability. It's like Wayne Tech from like Arkham City. Uh, then you get to this place. This is like a postscript mission. This is you just get to a place and you find that Keener left you a message. Yeah. And he's like, ah, I know you found this. I'm gonna write my own rules. And hey, I like your moxie. You should join up with me because I'm gonna win or some. Yeah, bullshit. doesn't he tell you to go to the dark zone? Is that like after game shit you can do? Multiplayer. Yes, that's the multiplayer after game shit. Yeah. Where you can play a bunch of different game modes, like you can do PvP, but also one of the fun ones is you basically go into the dark zone, there's a whole bunch of other people, there's a whole bunch of bots. And whatever you loot, you need to evac. Or people can take it from it, yeah. Or people can kill you and take it. And if it doesn't evac, then you, you respawn outside of the dark zone and you lost all that shit you got. Yeah, that's pretty neat. Which I thought was an interesting thing, but I, after I looted like a really cool, really rare weapon and then I immediately murdered, I was like, I'm never going into it. <laughs> yeah, you know there's people who are just that much better at the game yeah. just sitting there. So that that's pretty much it for the game. You watch a final video that's kind of a take on the beginning. It has Amherst uh, talk about digitizing DNA and how that sped up the entire virus process. This is how they made the deadly combinations real by making a smattering of all the viruses. And then the point was to kill as many people as possible so the Earth has a chance to survive. Wow, so noble. Yeah. It was about global warming the entire time. Yep, yeah, if I die... So be it. The real division was the friends we made along the way. It never gets old. <laughs> <laughs> and the loot we took. Oh, yes. I forgot. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's all about the loot. Anyway, that's it. That's the game. We did it. We got through it. Thank you. I don't know if we're better people. I don't think we're. I'm not sure. I'm pretty no, sure I feel not. like we did this game like six times already. Yeah. <laughs> that's a good point. So with that, let's get into our final thoughts. Who did we start with last week? Wasn't Chump Slap first last week? Or Who no, knows? Chump Slap's game. No, well, yeah, it wasn't me. I'll take it. Shoot it this All way. Right. Go ahead, shoot. <laughs> Sir Chump Slap, did this make you want to play the game now? Did the stir- story furrow your brow? What score you give her now? Well, the story was okay. The story. I kind of wanted to play it. I mean, I'm a fan of looter shooters. Oh, boy. Good <laughs> for you. If I had friends, I probably would play it. But, yeah, I don't know. I'd play. Isn't there a new one coming out soon? Yeah, it's like the Division Homeland or something like that. I think they're taking it free to play. Yeah, I might try that. But I don't know. It's like, it's not first-person shooter. Right? It was like over-the-shoulder third-person shooter. Yeah. I don't, yeah, yeah, third-person. yeah, I'm not a big fan of that, but. Uh, we'll see. I'm, I'm iffy on if I'll play it, but let's talk about the story. Did it work for me? I mean, seen it a hundred times. <laughs> yeah. We actually got two bingos on this one. <laughs> I don't. Um, uh, on two different cards. Yeah. <laughs> I got a coverall. It's crazy. <laughs> it was a story. It worked. It ha- It made sense, I guess, as far as it was supposed to. I didn't understand how there were just three gangs within weeks of <laughs> New York shutting down. But hey, man, you do you. So 
I don't really have much to say about the story because it's, I mean, we've said it a lot and I'll just give it a good old mm, out of 27 stars. Yeah. Let's give it a seven. Ugh. Is that too much? <laughs> <laughs> That's why I hate go first. <laughs> I mean, it's out of 27 stars. That is less than 25. No. I mean, it's, it, it was a story. If we didn't do any other games that were exactly like this, would it still be a story? And I don't know. Yeah, whatever. I gave it a seven. Shut up. <laughs> Maybe I was. Right. I just liked him. Hey, catching purple and we don't have to agree on everything. Shit, you know. That's why we have the wide ra- range of three white guys talking the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. You have a very extremely confident seven from Chump Slap. Yeah, but whatever, man. On. It's a seven. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right. <laughs> Let's see what fucking Dr. Scientist has to say about it. Dr. Scientist, mm-hmm. do you want to play the game now? The story worked for you. How many stars out of 27 stars would you give it? Sir? No, I'd never play it. The story worked for me. I mean, it was just like every other game we did, and it wasn't even like that innovative. Like, it was... I don't know. We've we've done a thousand first person shooter games and they're all something's happening, the world's dying, we gotta save it. And then yeah, we do but those some kind graphics, of bullshit. Man. But this one was in New York. <laughs> <laughs> Which is only half of the ones we've done. Yeah. That's true. So the real question lies in is the story Call of, Do- Call of Duty Ghost level good or kill zone good? Uh, I don't know. It was kind of Boring and your one man army shit kind of gets annoying. Uh, you right. didn't even have people with you, like not even. Well, once in a while he did. Mm. In the end missions, I yeah. think. Yeah, but they were pretty fucking useless. Yeah, they're like, you go ahead, and then we'll come up behind you once you make it. Yeah, once you get to a certain area, they'll sneak up behind you and kind of throw bullets at the other people. And it it seems like New York should have been like three years after the fact in this instead of a couple weeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah two and a half weeks, whatever it was. I mean, I'm sure some nerd out there knows the whole timeline. Feel free to send us an email and tell us how wrong we are. Yeah, because we, okay. we're not looking it up. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I'll put it at the upper tier of these games and give it two stars. I don't know. It's it's just boring. Same old, same yeah, old. It's, there's, no, there's no characters. They're all kind of just... What are you talking about? Static. They're, sta- they're, they're static, unchanging people. And Roads? And like you, the end guy's just kind of thrown in there as some random dude. The end guy and then, fucking pissed me off. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, I, I don't know. And there's like nothing gets accomplished. That's fair. I don't think you're wrong. He's making he's making me third guess my. <laughs> no, nothing get ac- gets accomplished, but everything gets accomplished. Like, yeah, it's very confusing. Well, why don't you tell us your thoughts on it then, Papa Scotch? Please, I don't remember what the questions were, though. Oh, would you play this again? Mm-hmm. How'd you like the story? And out of 27 stars, how many are you throwing its way? Thanks. Thanks for asking. Uh, I remember I played through this game because I had several characters. So, honestly, I played through this game six times. Easily. Oh, I must have loved it. Easily, the story. Of, and you know how, well, Chump Slap, you remember Destiny. Yeah. You remember how yeah. the... Uh, you do the strikes over and over again. They were the same ones, and you just kept doing them. 
Of course. Was it? This is the same format, except they were the missions in the game. Did they have, like, Nightfall strikes, like, really hard ones and shit, too? Yeah, yeah. They weren't called Nightfall. They were called... Oh, yeah. yeah. Was it team-based stuff, or was it... You could do it with other people. Like, you could co-op it, but you don't have to. You could all do it solo as well. Okay. Okay. Um, But the story, I mean, yeah, you're right. Like, the story's nothing we haven't seen before. Which is a shame because I like the idea of complete chaos coming from an epidemic that was man-made and purposely designed to cause chaos. Like write that with that, you're, I'm in. Like with that basic assumption, I'm in. But the game, it's the story. Once you get into it and you get into the story, it's just the same shit. It's just turn on the power, clear out an area, save a person, repeat, 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 repeat. And how come none of these groups were actually worried about the pandemic? Was it over already? <laughs> you know what that, I mean? I don't know. I mean, you saw there was there's also there's a really cool storytelling moment in this game. You didn't see any of it in the cutscene movie. But you had these moments where you went into infected apartments and you had they were like completely tented off. There was like a, you had to put on your gas mask to go in and you basically got through the whole thing and you unraveled another part of the story. Okay. Like someone's personal account of surviving through the epidemic yeah but and those were really cool but yeah. too fucking little too late man it's also not really part of the story it's kind no, of just it's, it, yeah side quests yeah I, I will say this like you know how we've talked about the journals and the audio stuff and and all this stuff and how games like bioshock did it great where it's a great story and then those audio journals like added to it mm-hmm. yeah, you know what i mean yeah I think the audio journals and the secondary stuff you find of the people surviving the main outbreak is way more interesting than the game that was given. Yeah, I could believe that. But you you also don't know the people the things about, right? No, no, you don't. You're just hearing like random people stuff. Yeah, it's like going into a vault and fallout. You know, you find a neat story here. Yeah, or and maybe like there's an extension of the story somewhere else in the island, like that person yeah. later on. Mm-hmm. That's pretty neat. Uh, but yeah, and those are great. But the main story is just go kill everyone. You don't care about trying to reason with or bargain with anyone. You're just murdering them mm-hmm. and trying to get a virus, trying to get a cure. And it just doesn't make any sense that everybody abandoned the entire city until you start. Yeah, so you're pretty much a cleaner on the good pretty side. Pretty much, yeah. But uh, so let's wrap this up. Uh, what score w- would I play it again? No, I wouldn't play it again just because I played it so many times. Mm. And, and Division Two a thousand weeks in a row. <laughs> oh yeah, I, I spent years of my life on the Division Two. We know that you can go back and listen to those episodes. Mm. I dare you. Yeah, me starting from season one. <laughs> yeah, would I play it again? No. If I did go back, I'd obviously play the Division Two. Uh, what score would I give it? I'm gonna give it five stars, just because there was a decent attempt at a story. I just felt like the big mistake was that we didn't go over the story that was the most interesting part of this whole epidemic. Like, seeing it unfold would have been so much better than what we did, which was one-man army our shit to bringing up New York City again. Hmm. That's 14 stars. That's fair. I kind of feel like I did overscore, but you know, <laughs> what are you going to do? No, I mean, I don't, I don't think your score was crazy. Because I, when I originally yeah. thought about it, I put it in like the ten range, and then I was like, "Well, was it?" Is, uh, I don't know. Yeah, I didn't overthink it, which I should have. It's also if you go after the first person, they're like, "Oh yeah, they could convince you a little bit." Yeah, he was right. <laughs> I know. I hate going first. Fuck you guys. <laughs> you volunteered. <laughs> yeah, you did. You actually did volunteer this time. I know because I'm 
tired of not going first because it's just i hate going last but i don't want to go first i know i don't know how to explain it whatever yeah yeah no we get it yeah, that we makes get sense it. so i'm bringing up the spreadsheet of how this accumulates i mean i gotta think that 14 is one of our better scores this year <laughs> it's at least top 50 percent. Uh, we right? gave thief the dark project a 16 we gave time shift a 14 boom yeah it's perfect it's just like time shift and we gave saints row a 16 yeah yeah, I'm good okay. with that. I mean, our, ours are 100% accurate. They're scientifically tested scoring systems. Yeah, this isn't fucking Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. But was this three points better than Bullet Witch? <clears throat> I'd say more. Uh, no, about. I'd say it's, yeah, that's about right. Because we gave Bullet Witch a fifth, or uh, we gave Bullet Witch a 12, the division of 15. Yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yeah, how could we be wrong? It's fucking right. It's in the books <laughs> market. <laughs> Well, since I know we don't have anything else to say about this game, let's move to our favorite segment of every week, which is Dr. Scientist Classic Wrestling Finisher. It's a classic wrestling finisher, and it's Scientist Lock of the Week. Every week, we ask Dr. Scientist for a 100% guaranteed wrestling finisher that mostly you probably don't want to use in a street fight, but sometimes maybe you do. This week, Dr. Scientist... What do you got for him? We're going back to the well and doing a third move from Rob Van Dam. RVD! Oh, <laughs> shit. Now, if you pull this one off in a street fight, get video of it because it will be awesome. <laughs> it's called the Van Terminator. The Van Terminator. Tell us how this is done. I got to know. All right. Well, you kind of like prop what your opponent up in the corner against the turnbuckles. Mm-hmm. Then you put a chair on him. Oh. And then you go to one of the adjacent corners and jump on the top rope and then drop kick the chair. Like jump all the way across the ring and drop kick the chair Get in the, the guy's face. Get the fuck out. <laughs> How? That's pretty far. Yeah, yeah. He, he barely makes it on some of them, but it's still fun. It's still awesome to watch because Rob Van Dam is probably one of the most entertaining wrestlers to watch. <laughs> this might be the first video I watch, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you can head on over to our YouTube post. You can like and subscribe there. It'll really help us out. And you can see a compilation we're going to link to <laughs> of this move right here, which I totally didn't forget the name of. It's the, the Van Ryan. Terminator. Oh, yeah. It doesn't Van have a first name. Terminator. So we'll, I, I'm having trouble seeing this in my head. Would this kill someone? Uh, probably not. It'd probably really hurt both of you a lot, but. Yeah. You're jumping like 30 feet. I don't think it's 30 feet. Maybe 20 feet. Yeah, something. I don't know how wide it's still ring fucking is. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's the second story. That's jumping out of a second floor window. Vertically. Or horizontally. horizontally yeah. Still, whatever. That's the classic <laughs> So let's move into our favorite segment of every week, which is Chump Slapped. Would you rather? Would you rather? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> Every week, we ask Chomp Slap a would-you-rather question, and he has to answer it and explain himself. This week, ooh, we're going to learn. It's one of those where we're going to learn a little bit about Chomp Slap today. Oh, you sure you want to? <laughs> I, it's, I, I always think they're going to be tough ones, and I feel like there's going to be another one of those where you answer it in two seconds. Oh, it will be. <laughs> <laughs> so Chomp Slap. Yeah. Would you rather go back to the age 18 knowing everything you know right now. Yes. <laughs> or just get handed a million dollars. I'd go back to 18, dude. Yeah? Because his back I wouldn't hurt. Yeah, my back wouldn't hurt. One. 
step one. I probably wouldn't fuck up my life as hard as I did by now. Mm. You might have graduated from college. Exactly. I wouldn't have got a DUI and dropped out. I would know to wager heavy on Tesla and Apple. And shit. <laughs> Invest in Bitcoin when it's 25 cents yeah, a whole thing. All, yeah. It's hands down. There's no fucking. Oh, yeah. Just imagine how much money you can make in Bitcoin knowing that. Imagine yeah. having an 18-year-old body again. <laughs> I mean, I'd kill for it. Yeah. I could bend over and put my socks on without sitting down. Yeah, I could wake up not being tired as hell. <laughs> Your bones don't make any weird noises when you get up? Yeah. I wouldn't have the shit job I've had for 18 years. <laughs> but, I mean, you do always run the risk of making brand new mistakes. That's fine. I would gladly welcome any new mistakes. The adventure is the buy journey. Magic cards ever. Oh. Yeah. Well, that was before I started that. <laughs> let's not get crazy that's you know what you put no i don't want to get he, could, he could make a lot of money if you would have done that i know yeah well actually yeah i'd probably buy more <laughs> <laughs> you buy all those original first runs on those Fuck black yeah, cards when they're 99 cents yeah i'd make a killing <laughs> or am i just 18 i go back to in time right i assume that's what it was yeah 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 you'd go back to the t- you'd be teleported Back to 30 years ago when you were 18. Yeah. If there's ever 30 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> I, thought, I thought you were going to go gloss over that. <laughs> there's ever a question where I can go back in time. It's always going to be that. It doesn't matter what. I can go back in time with one less foot. I don't give a fuck. Dude, wager millions on the Rams winning against Seriously. the fucking Titans and stuff. <laughs> when the Cubs won the World Series. Yeah. I, do, do you're, that's the thing. I always, when I go back, if I, if I think about this question, Going back in time, my mind immediately goes to sports and well, yeah, because Back to the Future too. I don't think I would. <laughs> I'd probably forget. I don't remember shit about the years. Yeah, and I, but I think that now that you mentioned Bitcoin, I'm like, yeah, that's that's the answer. Yeah, like you buy all the Bitcoin you want for 25 cents each. Yeah, yeah but then you got to wait 20 years. But or any country or country, uh, any company that just came around in the last 20 yeah. years that was worth millions. YouTube, Facebook. Yeah. Net Netflix when that was three dollars a share. Yeah, where you could only get it from yeah, exactly, not streaming. Man. Yeah, I mean if you know what stocks are gonna hit, I would have spent every I mean, I didn't have a whole shitload of money at all when I was, you know, in college or coming out of college. I would have taken a shitty job, dropped out of college and just bought these fucking <laughs> shitty stocks, man. Yeah, absolutely. Instead of betting fifty dollars on the Rams, I would have spent five thousand. Yeah. And then that starts me off. Exactly. That's a good point. You, you got to think that you'd remember one of those bowl games or Super Bowls from when you were in college, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. I think, yeah. Hands but down. But could, could you chump slap? Let's say at that age you go to all your friends. Could you convince them enough to give to give you all of their money back? You know what? Was, that was always a movie I wanted to make. Like, what would it take to convince you that these people were from the future and they're talking to you? Yeah, but what if it's like hot tub time machine and all of a sudden there's a squirrel on the field and fucking... <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Like the things you're doing alter. And then Lugal. The yeah. Well, yeah, it would change because you'd have money. Yeah, exactly. But it's not going to be a big enough change. It's not going to be big enough. I'll be anonymous. Yeah, but you're also, if you have the money, you're taking it out of someone else's pocket. So maybe that could change. Well, that's how money works. Yeah. So, but, yeah. I mean, that, that's not exactly how it works. But I think you'd have to go big on one thing. Yeah. Because like, what if what if you bet huge on a sports game you know, butterfly effect happens in Bitcoin and crypto never happens. So you can't cash in later. You know what I mean? I think that's 
getting a little ridiculous. Well, well we have to talk about this on our time travel podcast. Dude, just Apple alone with iPhones coming out. Because when yeah. I was 18, they weren't a thing. Yeah, cell phones weren't a thing. Yeah, exactly. I'd make a killing on fucking AT&T and Apple. And- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, well, that's the answer. You'd go back to AT, knowing everything you know now, rather than just getting handed a million dollars right and now. And then we'll spend 15 minutes talking Maybe about it. Maybe if you said a billion, I'd Ooh. think about it. No, I'd take the billion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, millions. a million's almost nothing. Yeah. I was thinking about making it a higher number. And trying to uh, just basically take the work out of going back to eighteen. Yeah, it, like yeah, but a be, million dollars isn't that much though, Pops. Yeah, a million dollars. I know, is you're shit. Right. <laughs> Bullshit. Anyway, if someone uh, maybe had a better idea of who you could invest in when you were at that age, where could they send that email to, Sir Trump Slap? I'll send that to plottytime at gmail dot com, and I'll personally respond to each and every one. Great, perfect. He has a hundred percent response rate. Hasn't missed one yet. Dr. Scientist, let's say uh, I came up with a better bumper than just ideas of what to invest in. Where could they get to us faster on the socials about that information? <laughs> At Plotty Time on Instagram, Twitter, and Star Social Net. <laughs> you can also go to YouTube, like and subscribe there. It really helps us out. Like and subscribe, rate, review anywhere. Anywhere. Yeah, yeah give us thumbs up. Five stars. Thumbs down. Tell your Anything. friends. Anything. Just talk to us. We Put a stuff. message in a fucking bottle. <laughs> <laughs> I dare you. But uh, that does it for us. So get out there, play some video games, don't trust Dr. Scientists, and talk to you next time. Peace. Peace. Peace.